What's up, everyone? You're listening to Undo Radio. We're recording with Listening Party inside Canal Street Radio. What's up, listeners? You're listening to Undo Radio. This is episode two, and we've got two beautiful women in the building with us, Jasmine Takanikos and Claire Fountain. Hello. How are we doing today? Um, okay, yeah. So, Claire, you do a bunch of stuff. I do do a bunch of stuff. You're super educated in what you do. I am. And um, it's been an interesting run. I yeah. think that's pretty much where it is, you know? Because I the whole thing blew up through like the celebrity yoga teacher space. And like, that's never where I thought I would be, right? I was like a writer and like a nerd. And I cared about like conscious consume, like conscious consumer stuff and sustainability. And then it just kind of progressed that way. And even when I got into yoga, it was for mental health. So I care more about mental health awareness and advocacy work. So now I'm finishing my master's Ooh, to actually get a license. Yeah. Oh, you need a therapist? You want to come talk about some things? <laughs> I mean, I've got lots you want to of talk those. about some things. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I think as long as you know the country is where it is, um, I will always have a job. So yeah. the master, the master is in. It's in counseling and psychotherapy. Oh, beautiful! Yeah, yeah. good cool. for you. Thanks. Um, so my name is Jasmine Takanikos. I am um, a branding and marketing creative strategist. I own an agency called Candor Branding where we do design, development, strategy across industries. Beautiful stuff. Real estate, thank you. Wellness. Um, gosh, I don't know. I don't know a space we're not in. Marijuana lighting now. <laughs> Lots of cannabis brands. Um, so that's amazing. And I do that with my partner, Michael Malloy, who's the creative director of that agency. And then I have a methodology called um, Brand Human. I feel funny looking at you and telling you this because it's like you intimately know all this information. Um, <laughs> so I'll look at you, Claire. Yeah, um, tell me. So I have a, a methodology called Brand Human where um, I'm constantly looking at positioning self and how we're positioning self holistically and what's coming up in that. Like the very thing you talked about, you it's started. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. You started this brand and then it became this thing and that was never necessarily what you meant it to be, but maybe that was a blessing and then there's a pivot. So there's all of this stuff that I like to explore around um what right. it is to brand branding um what shout it out is, to will shout out to branding and, and will. branding um, <laughs> uh, um i don't talk. have any that's just your body odor. yeah that's it's amazing. it might just be my body oil i've made i i learned i just recently came back from peru i was on a detox in peru for five days which was fascinating but i learned how to make an incredible body butter mm. that's what i'm wearing What's it made at? What's in it? It's MCA, MCM coconut oil, mm -hmm. defractionized or whatever of coconut oil, and then cocoa butter. But all you do is melt the cocoa butter like on the stove with just like hot water, but obviously not in it, just like in a bowl. And then, a it's like a double boiler. Yeah, exactly. I was a pastry chef at one point. Know, it's a double boiler. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you just put it in there and then you put the coconut oil and then you let it cool for about 10 minutes and then you whip it and it's just, it's divine. That's it? That's it. It's so simple. No shea butter? No, no. It's just coconut butter. Wow. It's a, and it's actually better because shea butter sits on the top of the skin. Yeah. On the derma layer. It doesn't mm -hmm. usually. Penetrate ever. Right. Because it's not, it's not really food. Yeah. Where coconut butter is food. So the skin literally eats it. Eats it. I tried to make body butter once and I actually, I mean, I went too far. I actually, I tried to infuse it with weed as well. Like amazing. It was, I, I, didn't, I, honestly, I had this like harebrained idea. Cause I was like, you can't buy weed lube here. So I'm just going to create like something similar that's got yes. all the like kick 
and got the punch, <laughs> totally. right? And I didn't, it, there's not, you apparently know the balance of oils, right? And I didn't know the balance of the oils. So yeah. it came out quite sticky. And yeah. I'm like, this is, this is not my strong point. Yeah. <laughs> I will leave this to other people. I like alchemy and messing with stuff like that. I think though, I just watched her do it. The woman who held the retreat, mm-hmm. her name was Emily Shaw from Amaveda. And I kind of watched what she did in the kitchen. And I just sort of, and my father was a chef. So yeah. I'm used to watching and then like replicating. Um, but anyways, that's me. Oh, I, I mean, make, continue. Uh, what, what else did your parents do? Um, my mo- Well, my mom's a yoga teacher and kind of like shaman and wise and amazing. I'm from a place called Woodby Island. Um, my father is a biodynamic organic gardener and chef. Um, they're weirdos. I love them, but they're weirdos. I grew up weird, eating seasonally, things that are trendy now. I've never you know. asked you this, but your last name. That is from my mother's side that my mom kept. That's my Greek side. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful last name. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I feel very connected to who I am as a Greek lady. Yeah. Wonderful. What about your parents? My parents? Yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. You know I'm from the South, right? No, we're oh, in the South. I'm from Mississippi. I, I see. Okay. I get, I get all that places. now. Uh-huh. What part it's of Mississippi? A different world down there, Jackson. Okay, mm. got out pretty quick. Um, yeah, my mom was a teacher and my dad was a lawyer, but now he teaches. So. Mm. Yeah, I'm from like smart. Like they're just that's why I'm like a nerd. That's why I care about school and like yeah. I like do my homework. Like yeah. I'm that person. It's good. It's wonderful. Yeah. Like I I used to like there would there be guys I'd be seeing and I'd be like, mm, well, he has a bigger vocabulary, so I like him better. Oh, you're one of those. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like a nerd. I'm like. Please say a word I don't know so I can Google it. And I'm like, that turns you on. (laughs) Intelligence is a really important aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Quality to get turned on, especially as you get older. Like, can you read? Yeah. I like that. I also like. Do you read? Yeah. Do you read? I like a guy who doesn't speak English, too. Oh, yeah. So it's hard. Like a little bit of silence. Yeah. (laughs) He can't respond to her when she's yelling at him. When I'm talking crazy. I like someone who doesn't understand. Yeah. Just like lets you have your, your, your space. Yeah. It's like, but can you build something? Cool. You don't have to really speak to me can as build long as something. you can fix things. Exactly. Can you build something? That's a real, that's going to be a lost quality in our men mm-hmm. soon. That's good. I respect that. So are you still single? We me? The, yeah, you single? Oh, girl. You know what? <laughs> in LA, yeah. No. <laughs> but ever since I've been here, I've just reconnected with so many people. Yeah, this trip looks like it's been really good. It's been so good. Every night I've had like some great company mm-hmm. take me to dinner. And it's like, wonderful. even if As it's not it romantic, it's just like, thank you for taking me to dinner. I'm so happy to have this great conversation yeah. with you. There's so many like magnetic energies that I come across mm-hmm. where it's like, I want to lay on you. I want to do all these things where it's like, I just lay on my bed in LA. I don't yeah. lay on anyone's arms or anything. So yes, I'm single, mm-hmm. um, but that could change. Yeah. But I also expect a lot from people yeah. and my relationships. Yeah. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, very, I'm quite. I'm quite difficult. Well, I mean, um, if you're in a healthy place, if you're in a good place, and like I think about that even like if you've done the work on yourself, like if yeah. you're like I've like you know it doesn't even mean we're perfect, right? It just means that like I've looked this shit, I've opened up the dark closets, I've unpacked my little bags. There's still yeah. some more, but I've unpacked a lot of them. You've got to have somebody that can like you know yeah. understands that process and, and can bring that for to themselves. the table. Yeah, yeah. themselves. I can't do it for you and I end up getting around a lot of people who need me to do it for them mm-hmm. and I'll do all the things that are necessary. I'll be nurturing and caring. I'll do all of the stuff but it's like I can't do that and I'm not yeah. getting anything in return. Mm-hmm. You just can't be latched onto my teat 
And that's just how I feel about a lot of men. It's like, you can't just be on it. There's, there's an exchange. Men need mothers, women need fathers. That's just it. We do, even if we don't want to get down to the nitty gritty, that's kind of the, the, the comfort that you find in, in the other person. It's like, oh, yeah. they can give you some kind of security or something that, you're, that you, you miss or need. And so I don't mind doing the motherly things, but if there's no father on the other side of it, that's like, I got this, this is taken care of, all these things, I don't need you around Yeah, me. their respect for themselves. Yeah. 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 I think that it's an interesting thing to explore, like when men feel like you need them versus you want them. And I think mm-hmm. where we fall in that and that delicate balance of that dance. Such a dance. Yeah. I don't know what kind of dance it is, but I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of like kind of dancing the tango and also trying to learn like Martha Graham modern <laughs> techniques at the same time with my dating life. But it's okay. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. It's interesting time. Mine's interpretive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mine's interpretive and yeah, but kind of on beat sometimes. Yeah. Modern. Yeah. Modern. You know, eclectic. Eclectic, eclectic movements. It's eclectic movements. So whichever way the song goes, you got to just bend your knees and elbows to make it work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, Put some staccato in there. You know, um, I do have like real questions as we're just, you know, <laughs> getting getting the groove going. Uh, let's talk about, you know, finding your voice. I say, I guess as a brand, an entity, a person, how have you guys gone about finding uh, mm-hmm. your voice? I mean, I think it's a process of, I get asked about authenticity often. Yeah, which same. Is, it's it such drives an annoying. me crazy because it's like to ask about authenticity means you have no idea who you are <laughs> because it's like the very nature of if I tell you how to be authentic, you like the minute it's contrived it's lost mm-hmm. yeah i like, always say like if mind blown right? there's always like a, there's always a cfo that loves to tell you that they're authentic or a company and you're like great the moment you tell me that the moment is i don't trust you i right. just don't trust you right. yeah yeah. yeah you're a liar mm-hmm. yeah i agree because it's like it's just this natural extension and sure. it's like a feeling it's like because people go oh man you're just so authentic it's like well then I'm, you're just comfortable that i'm me Think that I'm not trying to be anything I'm not, et cetera. Mm. So in terms of finding a voice, I think it's this whole idea of, because there's so much coming at us every day, right? I mean, other people, companies, uh, even within our own industries, you know, just what what are we, who are we, et cetera. So I think it's this constant process of like unlearning all the shit mm. like that says what you should do what you shouldn't do how you how you're perceived how you're not perceived mm. just like letting go of all of that and just think if there was nothing else around what would i do what yeah. would i be and it's that same idea she was talking about of like trying things on and thinking how does this feel mm. does this feel like me or does it not mm. and it's just this really in tune kind of intuitive moment mm. and that's how you find your voice and i agree it's fluid yeah i don't think that there should be one elevator pitch for everything right like of yeah. course there gets to be like a common kind of sure way you position like, yourself this is who I, am. I think what's happening a lot of times now when it comes to the topic of authenticity is that is the idea of self-awareness I mean, self-awareness just doesn't exist anymore because everyone's trying to be someone they're not. They're trying to look something they're not. They're trying to dress a certain way that isn't true to them and instead is, you know, upholds itself within different types of values. And so no one really knows who they are. And for people who do know who they are, uh, which, you know, some something that comes up for me and Vasha oftentimes is that we feel weird telling people what we do and who we are sometimes with confidence because we do so much. And so other people sometimes get overwhelmed because of that or that we're overselling ourselves. And so there's yeah. just all this like inside speech that happens mm-hmm. in your mind. We don't have an issue with self-confidence. Mm-hmm. We just kind of have to do the stance of like place and time when we speak to that truth. 
because not everyone can handle that yeah. truth. And I also think people need things to fit into into neat little boxes. Mm-hmm. Like there's these schemas we mm-hmm. make up about how we understand the world, mm-hmm. how we understand people. And like mm-hmm. if you can't, like there's been times I've introduced like even the work I do, just like I'm in wellness mm-hmm. and kind of like if this mm-hmm. will, if this is an organic conversation, it will come out. You know, who I help, what I do, what I care about, where the passion, where the purpose is, you know, why these things serve the work. Like, it'll come out. Yeah. It's not my place to have, like, I'm the title of them. I'm in this, comma, that, comma, this, comma, yeah. that. And it's like, and I think people can be all those things, but I think they also do that for other people. Mm-hmm. Like, let me help you try to understand me. Yeah. Really, it's like, you know what? It's not my job and to do like that. Yeah, it's and like, you may like, not ever understand me. Okay. And that also takes time. Okay. Yeah. You don't have to understand It takes time. Me. Like, I can't, I can't, you've heard me about this. I can't network. Yeah. I know how to do it. Yeah. I don't like it. It's weird to me. Yeah. I go places. I see things that I love. If we want to have a conversation about the thing that you love, you probably get to know the person yeah it's fucking weird to be like i don't know it's just what a, do you do let me get you yeah it's, it's strange like oh, i'm all about like, like conference talk i'm just like i can't with that like like quickly tell me what you do and how you can help me i mean i've had so many i hate to say this but it's a, and i love my men men are wonderful mm-hmm. i'm not saying anything bad about men at all i really am not but this is a male thing that happens most often is Oh, t- oh, oh, you're, you're really, you're really smart. Oh, interesting. Cool. What can you do for me? Excuse me? Right. What? I mean, I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, look it up. You want to see my portfolio? It's a weird way to interact with someone. It's a, it's a really reactive way to interact with someone. You're technically working. As soon as you say that to me, it's like, now you want me to work for you. Do you feel like geographically, like that ha- occurs more often in certain places? For you, is that a geographic? Is that a setting-based thing, or is it just? It's a setting-based thing, for right? Sure. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. like a conference-based thing. It's yeah. a, yeah, it's a, it's a size you up because you're a, a woman. It's a size you up. Yeah, and you and know, the, that is so true. Like it, I've been told that so many times when they were like, "Oh, we don't know." Like that's how you introduce yourself to people. Can you run in these circles? And I'm like, "Try me." Like that's the other thing is to assume that because you're a woman, you need to like present a certain way in terms of your job or what that means or what you're doing how you deliver it yeah yeah gosh that's it's I've been so told we're so i mean we get told you know we're so aggressive we also well, live in a different you know area yeah so but i also think yeah. that what sophia said was so interesting about like kind of having to dumb it down a little bit or yeah. make it appropriate for the right conversation mm-hmm. which i feel like i definitely relate to because you can't be like hi i'm jasmine I'm basically genius because that's not at all what <laughs> right, you are. Right. <laughs> but we do juggle a lot. Yeah. We work a- hard and we care. I care a lot about different things and I work in different ways. I recently was hired to do a presentation for a company to basically inspire them for the new year. And I do things like that. And this was just last week. And one of the guys basically did that to me. He came up, he was like, oh, so you're the, it's like a big deal. And I was like, mm, that feels that's really... That's the wrong approach. That's the wrong that approach. It's also a really... Um, it's insulting, actually, kind of on the back end. Like, like maybe you should just have respect for the fact that I was hired to be in front of you yeah. and be mm-hmm. cool with that versus, like, saying I'm a big deal to make me feel smaller mm-hmm. so that you can then relate to me. Because mm-hmm. actually, like, yeah, I am on some level because I've worked for it. Yeah. I've put the time in. I've put the effort in. I put the failures in and the wins. And so it's a very strange thing. It's a very demeaning thing to say, actually. Yeah. Because it puts you in a very awkward position. You know, sometimes I feel like people aren't worth having that conversation with 
is more effort to sometimes defend than it is. Which which is a sucky thing because I feel like as women, we've all been in those positions where we received like a snarky little comment yeah. or a little like, you're obviously saying this because you're you're insecure yourself yeah. and you want to put me in a certain position so that you can feel elevated or you want right. to, you know, take the lead in that dialogue. And it's just so unfortunate that we've been in that position so many times as women, as people of color. And yeah. we just have to like let that slide and be in that position of, should I pick this fight or should I just let that slide? A lot of projection. So People much. People projecting I mean, a lot as a, of stuff. As a builder, yeah. when I was doing like heavy building and electrical work, yeah. the kind of shit I would get from the guys at trade shows and everything where it's like, honey, do you have that? I remember I showed up to Stussy in Seattle and they looked at me and they were like, is this who you sent to do the job? And they ha I had to like defend myself. I was like, yeah, they, they sent me. Yeah. I'm doing your remodel. And they were just like, oh, we didn't know that. Oh, we thought it was going to be somebody else. And it was a whole thing because of what I look like, you know. Versus I, just being able to show up and do your job well. It's like, shut up. You don't do yeah. this. It's a whole I do other, this. It's a whole other layer. I mean, being a woman and a woman of color is a whole other layer of of uh, having to do business. And doing things that are not expected, not the typical roles, you know. Yeah. I get the, hey, you're a model? Hey, you're, you know, you, you must be an actress. Hey, you must be this. And it's like, why can't I have more skill and brains than just those basic things? Yeah, can't you be like multifaceted? Like, can I do more like, than I that? Do I can probably I'd like to yeah. do, you know? Yeah, but that's, I think, one of the problems. With Without like, feeling like you also like just fallen into like, well, shit, this is what they expect of me. You know, mm -hmm. like, can you do all of this that you want? Yeah. And can you do it and stay respected and paid? That's yeah, the, that's, that's the, it's, like, I mean, you're studying psychology, right? And like, that's what you're going to be doing. And like, I think about this as like, as a woman, women, we can be like only this much sexual or this attractive, mm -hmm. or we can only be this kind of, it's like, uh, st we still have lanes yeah. and they really want people want us. They, you know, the DJ Khaled, they yeah. well, <laughs> infamous, they want, you know, there's a lane and they're, mm -hmm. they're the, where women it's more comfortable, even women, you know, you, we've all had those women come up to us several mm -hmm. times being like, yeah, how do you do it? It's like, how do you not? How do you not do it? How do you not explore yourself? That's such a great or great just because you can't doesn't mean I can't. Yeah, but 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 so much compassion for you yeah. that you feel you can't. Yeah, like what happened there? Because a lot of women I know, including myself, like yes, I had I had a I had supportive family who believed in me, but I have a lot of colleagues who didn't have any of that. Yeah, zero of that support and still did it or actually anti the support or your mm -hmm. shit and still did it. It's like, you just, you gotta rise above the grain, but not everyone does. And no, I mean, I also think some people don't know. I mean, as I've gotten older, this has hit me like in my last few years in my thirties, mm -hmm. right? It has hit me that like, there's things I did cause I just, I didn't know I couldn't, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm mm -hmm. from the South and I just moved to the city. I mm -hmm. thought, fuck it, I'm going to the city. I'm going to travel. I'm going to do what I want. Like even when they're like, they're like, how do you do it? How did you travel alone? I'm like, I didn't know I couldn't travel alone. Yeah. Like yeah. I didn't, I didn't know oh, there yeah. was a, a boundary such a put fascinating up to do yeah. that. I had to bring someone with me everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Or just, I mean, and it's tough because there is so much noise like from society, mm -hmm. culturally, from the people we're around, partners, family members. There's so much noise about perception and what this means or what that means or what this is going to look like or don't do that because you'll like mess up your chances of this like there's so many levels and that's personal mm -hmm. and professional like if you do this you'll mess up your personal life right that like, is a really personally that'll that's mess a up your public life on that topic which is something that we've discussed a lot and just talking about sexes in the recent mm -hmm. months and being more involved in these like women focused dialogues yeah. is that women haven't had the right to vote for like a like 
even up yeah. till 100 years, which is, which is so great, but also really intense to realize yeah. that. And so we're understanding for us who are entrepreneurial or career focused women, we have these bodies and yeah. we, and for the longest time we've had certain responsibilities, yeah. which is a beautiful thing, you know, that we can bring life into this world. And so we, as we're taking on these different roles, which is completely new and overthrowing traditions and, and we're navigating our own paths in yeah. terms of work, becoming a mother, finding that very delicate balance and shout out to people who are doing things like yeah, that. Totally. And, you know, just finding where that placement is, because if you're so career focused, should we really have a kid? It is our responsibility. It I is. A gift. So it's a fine I line. I have a great yes, article that I'm going to send and to And what society you. thinks about, <laughs> about all this. that, which yes. I, yeah. I would love to hear more about because I'm curious about that and yeah. we're still figuring our way about it. Good. But I don't think people talk about that enough. It's like, yeah, it's amazing people who, who can do, do it all. But do we have to and what if yeah. we don't well, and in was... the western world or in more modern cities like like um new york and la where we're just more liberal in our thinking it's it's just an interesting conversation it is. to be had it is it mm -hmm. just really isn't isn't had very often yeah. well the, the article is actually great i should send it to you it's an author who i love one of her books but mm. now she writes a lot of medium and like i actually pay for medium it's good for you nerd i did for a I while too, yeah. i actually appreciate yeah. the mm -hmm. opinion pieces mm -hmm. but she was saying this idea of like of course women we do have this pressure to do it all right so when we decide that we want to have a child and a career nothing gets lessened for us right and she mm -hmm. said a big part of that is because men actually do not share enough of the parenting roles right mm -hmm. like a man can be a father and in a career because his parenting role is considerably smaller, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if there was a way to balance that and men to take on more roles at home, then you could both have a career and you could both be parents. It's 100%. You know what's a big problem do. Yeah. that came up? Um, was that we just recently had a dinner. We went around and kind of had everyone share about where they're at, who they are, what do they need. We have a friend who is a expecting parent. Mm -hmm. And one thing he needed was just, he's having his first kid. He doesn't know what to do. And so like, it's, it's interesting because we have we know that idea of like it takes a village right and now as uh, millennials and our generation is becoming more and more separated we're, we're farther and farther from our families but it's kind of cool because we get to move and live wherever we want mm -hmm. but it's hard to kind of think about future generations women are starting to have you know create spaces for themselves to be able to connect Oh, I'm saying something interesting. Um, uh, she has her phone out. But yeah, I think there needs to be more spaces for men to talk about fatherhood. And parenting. And parenting and navigate. Because yeah. we don't know. I mean, I, I didn't grow up. I, I've never changed a diaper before. I don't know what to do. I think I have an idea, but I'm not sure. Um, but like, let heart. alone men. Yeah. Right. So if we're talking about men sharing more of yeah. their responsibilities just within the household. Yeah. But they don't even know. Yeah, they, like just because there's no space for them to talk exactly. about it. Whether it's articles it. or creative spaces. Have you ever heard of everything? man um i, th just, I think they just of had yes. they just got a big um cover on the new york Times or one of like a huge new york times article mm -hmm. last week it's like a new men's group like really trying also trying to be super diverse in regards to i'm gonna send it to my friend right now space for men wow, i think it's important i think it's, it's really important i think it's actually really important looking for a place to take your friends that's fun hip and full of food hell <laughs> Stop on by Canal Street Market. We're on Canal Street. Are you a business looking for creative services? Well, don't fret. We Ascend is in place to make sure you get the job done. Hit us up at We Ascend NYC or weascend.nyc. 
men are it's are at a very unfair advantage actually around emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. and actually you know you bring up a good point around sharing parenting needs it's like well are they able or are they not sort of taught to and you know who knows what my life would be like if i knew mm -hmm, if i knew a man could actually handle that because i believe just personally if I'm going to become a parent, that's going to be a huge piece of who I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's actually, not going to be I'm dipping my toe in. Yeah, this actually it's interesting you say that on multiple levels, right? Because even with men and emotional intelligence, yeah. I had therapists not too long ago because I come into it like I had so much therapy, right? Yeah. So I just accept that like a lot of people like don't have the same vocabulary or mm-hmm. you know, and so it's like I don't want to be that shitty partner mm-hmm. that's like I know all these, I have all the words, mm-hmm. you don't. Yeah. So I just was like, oh man, they don't understand this. And he said, have you just resigned? to think that mm-hmm. men are not going to meet you even halfway there. Mm-hmm. And oh, I thought, shit, maybe I did. Wow. Maybe I really had resigned to think like, even yeah. like from a parenting, like, how, yeah. like, and that's even like questioning our own thoughts and our sure. own upbringings. It's like, we're, are we also all just resigned to think, well, men just don't know how to do that. Yeah. You know, like, are we just resigned to think, well, I'll be better at that. And it's like, yeah. I've probably had less experience with that than men that I know. So it's like thinking, not 100%. just assuming that because we are mothers and because we give birth that we, you know, like she was saying, know how to change diapers better or know how to, you know, do all that kind of stuff better. Or or that a woman better. is mothering. That's yeah. a super like gender normative way of thinking about it, too. And like, that men aren't. That, they that men aren't. Nurturing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we care. It's a, but I think it's an interesting conversation around what we do as women, what we do with our bodies, what we how what we tend what we want to birth. Yeah. Because the reality is, is we're capable of doing all of those things. As women, we have beautifully complex systems Mm -hmm. that have really not been studied very much. And, you know, talking about rights, I mean, the women were allowed to have a bank account, I believe, in 1980. Yeah. Stop it. I believe. Yeah. Somebody Google it, but I believe that women could not open up an independent bank account before. It was it was not long ago. Maybe it wasn't 80. Maybe it was 70. But I don't know. It hasn't been that long. And when I first learned this, I my Are you serious? I mean, it's, and that's without even, a man's signature. Even that, mm-hmm. it's like the disenfranchised, like you were saying about not being able to vote. It's like, it takes society a long time. A long time. And I think time. with, with <laughs> mm-hmm. the advances that we have, women have to also be aware that like the expectations on the other end need to change too. As we're getting more, we can't expect everyone to, no. to you know, to make way for us now that we're getting more rights. It's like, they don't know what to do with us. Men don't know what to do with the, the, our power. They have no clue of how to handle us in power. I just had, um, I just had a, a guy recently ask me, what can I do for you? He just came out and he was like, what can I do for you? It was such an awkward question for me. I was just sort of like, uh, I don't. And he's like, I want to like serve you. I want to be able to like serve oh, you. Uh, okay. And I was like, well, I could think of house things I like I could think of like <laughs> projects but I'm like I don't need your money and I don't need your resources and I not that I couldn't yeah you know it's funny use when, you, those when you said that I was like what comes to my mind and I'm like I, like esoteric things I'm like can you listen can you just listen yeah that's to what me? I that's what just hold space afterwards for me? Like, I thought I about wanna, that when I want to rant or something afterwards I thought about that <laughs> yeah. but it was so funny to me that it took me so long to think about it and afterwards like I was thinking about doing like hand he can hand me there mm-hmm. he can do the things versus like oh he can be supportive and he can be there and he can be present what does it say you knew that's what I was yeah. feeling um 
for much of history and even up to 40 years ago, middle class women were not allowed to handle money. Even having a job was seen as a sign of financial desperation. Wow. But bank accounts, <laughs> bank accounts, that was the big thing. And actually, there was talk of in the Trump administration trying to reverse that. That you would need a man's signature. Of course. So there's this great book that I've been reading by this uh, financial advisor. She's, she, I mean, I didn't know she was like a famous lady. Someone yeah. just referred her to yeah. Susie Orman. Susie Orman. Oh, so my God. Gonna, Have you never seen her so, brand? Uh, well, I just saw it okay. recently. I don't really watch TV like that. But, yeah. um, you know, I get mixed re, uh, mixed re, um, responses She's when I smart, say though. that name. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what's more important for me is that, you know, I take a little bit of everything. There's always something to of learn course, from, yes. despite whatever other people say. Yeah. Um, but I've been reading this book that she wrote about women and money and yes. that's how I learned about the women's right to vote mm-hmm. and all these things and traditions mm-hmm. being changed and I was like wow that really puts things in perspective mm-hmm. one thing that she mentioned too is that historically in family structures women are the men are out there making money women are the ones that are the ones kind of handling making sure yes. the home is in order yes. and all of that which is a beautiful yes. thing but and I, I realized it, make, it made me self aware that I kind of do this where um Although I have money and I make my own money, I'm also not confident enough to kind of know more about my money, know more mm. about the ways that mm. I can grow my money. Want to look why at your money. I look at my way in a way because it's that. a men's mentality. <laughs> and it, I was like, why yeah. didn't I know it's this also, sooner? It's, it's a not lack you know? It's not taught to us because, again, yeah. in our parents' time... Yeah. It's, it hasn't been a hundred years. There's not a lot of things that's like yeah. that's happened within that time, yeah. and so it's like even me looking into the stock market, looking into mutual funds, understanding what all of those things are, and ways mm-hmm. that I can grow my money as an entrepreneur and a business owner, and as a, a, a woman with money that I'm making. Yeah. It's like just, just such some, a completely like new conversation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but learn from scratch because I have no idea what I'm doing. But yeah, same. But it's just so new. Um, but I mean, and it's also just, like fundamentally not in our DNA because it's but we not think been, that it's ingrained it's more cultural it's ingrained in our sure, mind but it hasn't that. been like most of our mothers didn't say here's you're a, you're basically you're a woman and you're gonna make your money and this is what you're gonna do there's also like I my think, mom told me keep it pretty mm-hmm. you lose that and you you, you won't be able to you grow know it's actually life. interesting it's it. actually interesting because I didn't I was <laughs> You know, I was I was brought up even in the South, right? The big thing is you mm-hmm. go to college, and the joke was that as a woman, you major in like interior communication, uh-huh. you know, communications, which basically meant I went to school to find a husband, right? And yeah. so the the narrative within my family unit was like, not to say you look down on that type of woman, but like your value is in your intelligence, and mm-hmm. your value is in like how smart you are and what you do. Yeah. So I so I never had this idea of like trying to live off a man or trying to like meeting that. a man. Mm-hmm. It has not served me well in my personal life because I mean, I was gone all the time. It's harder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, whatever. All the disposable is fine. Like I yeah. didn't, it didn't enter my mind that Same. I needed that. But There's a like, lot of them. You know what? It even hit me from like another way around when I had a financial planner at one point, I was talking about something and like lamenting like this rent and the other bills and like how this, it was a building that was like trying to nickel and dime everything. Like you had to pay for trash. You mm-hmm. had to pay for this. Mm-hmm. And um, she said, what would that look like if you had a two person like household income? And I was like, Oh my that's, God. Like the idea of having that, a partner yeah. share bills with me, that had like never entered my head because it had been like pressed in my brain that like you were an independent entity. Like you need to be able to take care of yourself. Yeah. But once again, like you were saying, I wasn't really given the skills to do that. Yeah. So yeah. like you're just like, you know, stomping in the dark, just trying to figure it out. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, the, I mean, for me, culturally, it's very strange because when you're growing up Asian, 
you're like, oh, go to the best school, get the best job. But for women, at some point, you drop all the time and energy put into your education and the career you've built at some point in the middle of your 20s and you're expected to just have children. So it's very like backward. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a like, double-edged it's like, sword. It's, it's like, like telling people point? two things that don't even equal yes. up. Like you need yeah. to do that but and that. It's because our culture is changing. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. it's keeping up with that, which is just this way, weird gray area that all of us are alive for right now yeah. to figure out what that next couple generations is going to And then, you know, two generations from now might be just a super easy, simple answer. Yeah. I'm so interested. Yeah. I'm so interested in how people are raising children now. Like, how do you like how are people raising boys like in the wake of me too? Like, how are people There's really not doing a lot that? of so when I was talking to a friend about this, um, just just conversationally about like manhood and boyhood and where that transition happens, because for women, you know, it's our bodies. And I mean, it's your bodies for men, too. But there is no clear like rite of passage yeah. when it comes to the manhood in American yeah. culture, at least. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, they can have a baby. They can make but a when baby you actually become a man because when you, if you're talking strictly about fashion and how men dress mm. right now at this point in time it's hoodies and sneakers and whatever and no shots against that i think that's cool but culturally in terms of and also just thinking about your just your where your knowledge stands mm-hmm. where does that transition happen i don't know i also think you can't expect a man to be adult even if he's 50 sometimes like i think like no or a woman or like this whole idea of adulting in general. Like I mean, Bash and I have terrible parents who don't know how to parent. We talk about this all day. Yeah, we do. That's you know, I, th- I think about them. this all the time. It's like, because I asked my, I thought about it the other day. I'm like, what's one thing I did that changed everything? And it was like, I forgave my parents. Yeah. I forgave them. A hundred percent. I was like, you, I, I, I tell people, I'm like, it's humans raising humans, right? Yeah. yeah. Flawed humans that are trying to raise other humans with that come with their own blend of like chaos and characteristics and personality and issues. And like, yeah. we're honestly doing the best we can out here. It's such I, a gem around yeah. forgiveness. Yeah, just yeah. Forgive I think parents. that's, I think that that's huge because then, then you can be in right action with other relationships. Yeah. You know, you're not bringing your shit into everything you do, but Forgiveness is an h- interesting emotion. I actually feel like you can feel forgiveness deeply. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's like the concept of radical acceptance, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like you can say they suck, but it's okay. They suck. That's just how it is. Like it's factual yeah. at this point and you're not mm-hmm. letting your emotional, um, your emotional, like what is this barometer, like where you are, get yeah. all entangled. And because it's like, I'm not going to let that like. Or these yeah, weird expectations. my life, you know, my in a way. My dad is a very aloof, crazy dude. Like yeah. he's just not here most of the time and uh-huh. so i told him i was like you know what you're a really dope dude like i'd hang out with you i want to help you get an instagram because yeah. i totally follow that yeah because he's just he's a wise dude yeah. and he's like always hiking. An instagram i like yeah, that. yeah he's yeah. always hiking and he was telling me about some like poetry competition he wanted to enter and i was like yes you don't dad. need to do we have that. the same dad we have the same yeah, dad we, we probably do. yeah i was like you don't need to do wow, that we all you just need <laughs> to get on instagram i was like yeah i was like yeah just, just get on instagram well you don't need to wait to enter some poetry competition like you should just have it out there in the world and i'm telling about that, all that and I'm like we could be great friends but like you're a horrible dad just so you know yeah. great guy yeah. not a good father yeah. you know and it's like that understanding that like and I can tell him that I'm very open and tell my parents yeah. everything that they don't want to hear yeah. but it's just like knowing that balance I, I yeah, accepted I my parents it's interesting as, too to be able yeah. to say like yeah. I can be your friend yeah. but I'm not gonna let you like <laughs> try to parent me oh anymore. no you know like no, I can no, parent no. myself at this point right yeah mm-hmm. Just to wrap up, uh, last question. Where do you go to find peace in continuation with that? 
the ocean is mine and it's a real problem that I can't get it in New York in the winter. In New York, I go to the ocean here. I really do. And I, and I, as you know, I'm going, I go to the Mediterranean every mm-hmm. summer. Um, the ocean is my peace and swimming in the ocean and salt water. Absolutely. A hundred percent or a saltwater pool, whatever. You can give me that too. <laughs> I actually said that to that guy. I was like, a saltwater pool. Mm-hmm. Can you build that? I was like, you can build a saltwater pool. Yeah. That's what he, he asked me. He's like, what can you do? For, what can I do for you? I'm like, you can do that. Dope. No, uh, you know what? Peace, same thing. On a, like a daily piece, it's different because daily piece is just quiet. Yeah. Like if mm-hmm. I can find quiet, which mm-hmm. I think is a luxury mm-hmm. here in this day and age, is to yeah. just have silence. Yeah. But the ocean for sure. When I was younger mm-hmm. and I had like a falling out because I grew up in the Bible Belt, so mm-hmm. I don't think I'm yeah. falling out with religion. Yeah. And I was like, what is my concept of God? And like my only mm-hmm. concept of God is like the ocean, right? It's mm-hmm. the most cleansing, the most powerful, yes. like the power and the energy that is in the ocean. And to just feel, I think even as women, like... There's this idea that we have to stay grounded and connected to like nature mm-hmm. as a whole. And mm-hmm. I think the ocean and like being submerged in it, it's like you're back in your essence. Like your rhythm is suddenly right back where it's supposed to be. Like you're just in tune in the way you're supposed to be. So well, it literally way. balances your hormones. Yeah. Literally. From way. a physiological standpoint, salt water will fix your hormone issues if you're in it enough. So, I mean, it, there's an interconnectedness because peace to me it's harder to find right now. It's harder to find right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's harder to find right now, you know, because I feel triggered quite often with the political situation. I have, I feel angry and pissed about Mm -hmm. things and I feel it feels harder for my friend. It's just hard thing. It's a hard thing. It's a hard thing. It's a hard thing. The whole thing's hard. Yeah. But it's, I mean, I agree. It's the same thing like yeah. with balance. When people yeah. are like, oh, just find balance. I'm like, what if balance doesn't exist? Yeah. And some what days, balance is as not you know, balance? in your asana, some days yeah. you're like, you nail a balanced posture. And the other days you like, oh can't God. get it if you try it 15 <laughs> times. Yeah. yeah. Like this is the like, you know, a lot of that is also hormonally connected. Your yes. balance is wildly affected by your hormones and where you are within your cycles. Makes so much sense. Yeah, for sure. We'll talk. Yeah. Amazing. So All right. That was the perfect way to, thank you. to close this out. Thank you both so yeah. much. Anything and you want to share? Any um, Instagrams, emails, websites? Hit it. Sure. Instagram is at Brand Human or at Jasmine Takanikos. I just followed you, so new friend oh, alert. Perfect. Okay. I'm through. In it. Plug you guys on text, too. Yeah. Real friends. And uh, yeah, at CB Quality, you guys can follow me there, and that's where everything lives. Wonderful. So, and then I will be talking on the Undo Radio. Just taking this over from now on. Don't, I, I want to talk on Undo Radio. Come on, hang out yeah. all the time. Is it going to be here? here? Yeah. Can I Street Market? Right. You know what I think is the coolest thing even about this session is like the podcast I listen to are the ones that I feel like I can Google something and I'm like, oh, I should read that book. Oh, I should check out yeah. that. And you like, I was, can yeah. I give you a book? I was looking stuff up like while we were talking. Like, oh man, that Julie was great. Julie say? Moody Bitches. Look, new book. Yeah. Moody Bitches. Moody Bitches. New book, book that you will Jasmine, revisit. did I not tell you about Moody Bitches? No. This is a book you will revisit time no. after time after time. What is Okay. She's going to be doing some public speaking January 23rd in New York. We're trying to lock that in. She's my hero. I'm so excited. She's locked in. It's just we have to come join her. 23rd. January. Okay, I'll be here for that. I'll be here. I'm there for that too. Amazing. Thank you, ladies. This was thank you. (laughs) This episode of Undo Radio is presented in partnership with Listening Party. Follow the crew on Instagram at Listening Party Presents and at Canal Street Market.